Hi guys, it's Tabs from the Superpower Podcast and we are on our second season. Yes, you heard right. This is season two where we get to interview some amazing, powerful, strong, ambitious women on this channel, man. We get to learn about their incredible journeys and, and what the future holds. So make sure you check out our podcast. It will be dropping every two weeks, Monday morning, 7 a.m. sharp, wherever you consume it. Google, Spotify, NKFM, Apple Podcasts, we will be there. So make sure you guys check it out and get to learn from these incredible ladies. See you soon. What's up, everyone? It's Tebs, and you're listening to the Superpower Podcast. This week, I've got an amazing guest who's joining us. Her name is Kitumeti Lekaba, who is the head of enterprise and supply development at I Am An Entrepreneur. She has over 15 years experience in finance, auditing, tax, SMME funding and strategy development. And not only that, guys, she's also a co-founder of Mediwell Medical Center in Danefern. She'll let us know all about that. Um, and, 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 and still, there's more. Um, she's also founder of Caravo Business Solutions. And when she's not doing ESD and starting up medical centers. She is founder and chairperson of Goddess Girls, an NGO facilitating girl-child mentorship in Soweto. Wow, like so impressive. How are you doing, Gidu? I'm good. How are you, Debs? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm just going to go straight into it because I'm sure the listeners want to know so much more about you. So tell us a bit more about yourself. Who is Gidu? Where is she from, you know, um, and what was she like growing up as a young girl in SA? Sure. A very chilled girl from Dobsonville in Soweto. Always liked things, always liked exploring the other side of life. Always was intrigued about, um, you know, the other side of life and, and good things. And, and I think also because my parents were both teachers, so they always pushed us to want and do more which I think then came across in my life. So I've always just wanted to, to see and do and, and see what, what other people were doing and just push, my, push myself to do more. Uh, but I'm really just a chilled girl from Dobsonville um, that loves Hawaiian, a single parent of one. Um, I faked it until I made it, I guess. I always use the line. Okay, okay, okay. And, and, and the Kitu in, in high school, like what were you like um you know did you participate in school activities you know were you prefect i mean that was the big thing back in the day like did you make it to prefect sure i was a very forward girl i was always keen to take part i'll tell you a funny story so i was always in the team because i was i was never a sporty person right but i was always in the team because i was always ready to take part and keen to take part um no matter what so okay because of that i think then you know it led me to eventually in high school being part of the first teams eventually i was head girl but only because i had that push and i'll tell you a funny story i got to my high school in grade 10 and i made head girl so people were so mad at me ah 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 so you were one of those girls who came late um, in, in into the high school career and you made it that's to hit prefect. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but only because so I you weren't a lot of people's faves. 
I really do push. Okay. No, no, no. That's, that, that really is tes- testament to then who you are if you can make such an impact in such a short space of time. Um, wow, that's impressive. Okay, so Miss Head Girl, Miss First Team, you know, a lot of things. Um, when you were now starting to think about um, your life past school, you know, because for a lot of us, you know, school is everything while we're there. Yeah. Um, what what were you starting to think about? Who, like what influenced you in terms of the career path that you were now deciding to take? So I actually wanted to study political science when um, when I left matric. And um, coming from a family of two teachers, my parents said, are you crazy? What job are you going to get? No way okay. am I paying for that. You are either going to be an accountant, an engineer, or a doctor. Pick one. Oh, my word. I ended word. up picking the accounting, right? Because that was the closest thing to a political science or any business affiliated thing. Um, so then I went on to study BCom accounting at UJ. Mm-hmm. And how did you pick UJ? Because I also went to UJ. So I want to know, like, was there a specific reason? Did you know people who were going there or you just decided that? Not even. I mean, between between UJ and VIT, they were the one that took me for res because VIT said I lived too close to the area. So they weren't taking anyone for res that lived 50 within 50k radius. And UJ was happy to take me. I was like, that's the one. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so you were at res, you were at UJ. What was that like, um, going and studying accounting and living the res life? An adventure. Like, those years for me were really, really an adventure because I think also it was in those years where you really also discovered who you were and what you really wanted to do. You know, even in that young phase, also it was that phase of uh, all of a sudden have freedom, I'm with my friends all the time. So those four years of, no, those five years of varsity were for me um, were really, really an adventure in years that I wouldn't trade for anything um, because I think I learned quite a lot of myself. Um, Also at that point, I I laid quite a few foundations from for myself that, no one could have given me if I had done it any other way. Okay, so even when you were at Varsity, because I know a lot of people, they like take the pedal, you know, off the gas and um, they take it easy. They don't really participate. I mean, being part of SRC is, is a big deal. Like, um, was that still like very important for you to still be active in like school life and res life? And um, why was that so important to you? I think for me, those were the things that really career built me. I mean, not career, that really like um, character built me. And also I've always just wanted to live a balanced life. Um, so I never just wanted to be on the one end of the spectrum. So I never just wanted to be the academic. I never just wanted to be um, the sporty person. I mean, in my varsity years, I broke my Achilles tendon from netball because I thought I was a superstar. So for me, it was all about... You know, the balance thing was quite important. And I think because also of, remember, I had always wanted to study political science. So I was always intrigued on what was happening in the background of the SRCs and the whatnot. So those, it was also one of those, an interest to me that I did. Um, so when I told my friends I was in the SRC, my mom was so cool. But also when I came back at the end of the year to be like, uh, I, I didn't, didn't pass. Like oh, my mom was like, eat it, eat it, eat it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, oh, it was a okay, disaster. You, 
but but you made it right so i mean yeah, you can I love mean, love today and <laughs> back then it wasn't funny i mean it was a disaster but now we laugh and i regret nothing of those years i mean those are some of the best memories i have um of varsity and just growing up and just building myself and you know being out there of course of course okay cool so the good times come to an end you know you get your degrees um and now you have to navigate the working world you know like now this is what you what our parents have been waiting for yeah what was like your first job um out of uh, of varsity um yeah. and and just how did you navigate then your career from there sure i mean my first job was articles and naturally from Beacom Accounting. And then I tried to do, um, what do you call this thing? I tried to do accounting article honors, which was also a little bit of a nightmare. I was like, oh, wow, no way. This kind yeah. of life. And then, so then I, then I, I didn't, then I didn't finish that. So then I decided to do the new J actually at the time had introduced the honors in tax, which I did. Mm, yeah. Which, which I really enjoyed. I think we were probably, if not the second, the first people to do that honors in tax. Um, yeah, okay. My, uh, so, so when they did that, you know, that came as like a, whoo, at least it's not accounting because also the accounting thing my, was my parents' thing. Um, mm. so, so I did the honors in tax, which for me was a different thing to do, which I really enjoyed. Finished that. Well, I was still doing my articles because articles was three years. Um, so then I left articles to do, to move on to a different firm because I wanted to see what other firms were doing out there. Um, okay. so when I left, when I was signed off articles, I went to go be an audit senior somewhere else. Uh, spent about a year, two years there, um, at Nolan's. And then also at that time, they were trying to push me to be audit manager. And to finish okay. articles, to eventually be audit partner. But I was yes. Like, oh. The auditing dream, yes. <laughs> that doesn't sound like something that I really want to do. But okay. But when you're there, you obviously like agree to it and you sell, you know, you you become sold to it. Um, or you you they think you are sold to it because I mean you're there. Of course. So, yes. You're not gonna tell them this is not what I want to do, guys. Sorry. Um so then I did that for two years. And then, you know, there was a time I prayed. I, I remember praying and I said to God, you know, God, I don't see myself being in a career where I'm wearing suits and, and shirts every day. Like okay, this can't okay. be it. I need something. I need something more. I need to explore other things. I need to see other things. I just, I just need to see what other people are doing and see other industries and to eventually find my niche. Because when I was doing the auditing, I didn't think that was it because I didn't okay. see myself doing that forever. And, luckily and, then, at and that no, I, I was I was going to ask to say, yeah, um, I mean, that's that's like obviously a big pivot then that's um, coming because you've been doing auditing f since you've left and now yeah. you want this big change. And how did you then navigate that and how did you then move because I'm sure a lot of people are probably in the same position where they've probably only done one thing from the time they've left and they're thinking that this is not suitable for them. Yeah. I mean, funny story. So I'm literally sitting at an audit, minding my own business, being an audit manager at this audit. I get a call from Sage 
pastel. Today, mm. hi, we're looking for an account executive to come and help Stephen Cohen launch Stage One online accounting. Are you interested? Mm. <laughs> I pause. Then I'm like, excuse me. Then she repeats, "This lady, we're looking for an accountant that has knowledge in accounting in the audit world, and we launch Stage is launching this Stage One online platform. Blah blah blah. Are you interested?" And then I say to her. I can't really talk right now. I'm at work. Do you mind emailing me the information or phoning me a little bit later? Then she says, no problem. I'll email you. And then she says, give me your email. I give her my email. Legit, she emails me the spec I'm reading. I'm like, no way, God. No freaking way. (laughs) This is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm like, no freaking way. So then I read through this thing and then I've, so then I think after work, then I even phoned her to say, okay, what is this about? Is it a sales role? Cause it looks like it's a sales role, which is what I sure. don't want to get into. Then she says, no, not at all. It's not a sales role. It's a support role to sell. Hmm. So you'll literally just be going around the country, speaking about Sage one, promoting Sage one. Where Stephen Cohen can't go, you go. Wow, that's a huge opportunity. But wait, Gitu, like, I know that you said you wanted to pivot. Had you, like, gone out to recruiters? Like, how did they even know to, like, call you? Like, Dude, like specific it opportunity? Weirdest, it was the weirdest, weirdest thing. To this day, I don't know where they got my details from. Wow. Wow. Like, that's no amazing. idea. Because also, I would have never gone and said, I want to do some marketing role. Because in my head, I was yes. like, no one's that going to not... me. What do I know? <laughs> About marketing. <laughs> About marketing and speak. I mean, I can speak. But what do I know about marketing an accounting product? But okay. Wow. Okay, so you get the spec and you, you, you're you talking to this lady and she's get... telling you it's legit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, then, and then what? I send her my CV. I go for the interview. The lady, and then I sit, it's Stephen Cohen in the interview. It's um, the Sage general manager at the time, a guy called Daryl. It's a lady called Jackie that was looking after that department and this, and then HR chick. And then I do the interview. This Daryl guy says, Jackie, give her an offer. They phone me. We're giving you an offer. Please send back your pay sleeps, your what, 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 what. So I'm like, what? No freaking way. Of course. <laughs> so, Jeez, that's insane. Right? And then, um, so then uh, they do the whole thing. They give me the offer. I sign the offer letter. I'm meant to start on a specific day. Now I must re- resign at the audit firm. But remember, now also at the audit firm, now they have said, no, you must go and do your CTA. We're going to pay for it. You must be audit partner. You're on the you fast know. track to partner. Yeah. <laughs> So now I'm like, mm, now I'm even scared to tell anyone. So I just write this long email and goodbye resignation and send it to all the partners. <laughs> and how did that go? I can't imagine that went down too well. I mean, the HR manager phones me. He's like, Kitty, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm resigning. I'm giving my one month notice. <laughs> so then Bye. <laughs> I'm like, leaving. Cheers, guys. 
Then he says, have you spoken to Daryl and Ryan, who were the main partners at the time, still are at, at the firm I was working for? Then I say, no, I'm sending it, this thing to you and seeing them because you're the HR. So you must deal with it. So anyway, we have this long meeting that morning after. And then I explain to them my situation and they're just like, I, okay. If there's nothing we can it's okay. do. Then. Yes. Which is fantastic. I love leaders who are do like that, who, who are just, who put their people first and who don't put their own yeah. business and their own They're literally like, first. do your thing. But if you change your mind, you know, you can, you don't need to go. The doors open. Wow. Okay. Sure. Okay. So now you go to Sage. Okay. So that's your audit history. It's done and dusted. Yeah. Um, now you are at Sage. What was that experience like? Because again, you're, you've pivoted, but that also means you're doing something that you hadn't done before. Sage was also for me, it was quite, it was amazing, right? From one, the travel perspective to the meeting of people, um, and three, just helping people out. Because I think that is also one thing that has always been in me. Um, when I'm working with people and helping people out is when I get my most joy. So mm. working at Sage gave me all three. Um, mm. And at the time, I mean, I was 20, whatever year old. I'm on an airplane every week. You know, I'm, mm, I'm speaking. The dream. <laughs> the dream. You're speaking to many people. You're speaking nice English. People are loving you. Um, the sales team is loving you. So that was also quite a joyful thing for me to do. I really have no complaints there. Um, so, so I also there, they are, it was another adventure that I had in my life um, that I don't think I could trade for anything. Even, you know, it taught me so many skills also that I didn't have the event planning because we had so many events, um, the event planning, the, you know, just also just meeting different minds and different people at different levels of business. Because because also Sage is a small business too. Yeah. You know, yeah. at that point I got to meet quite a lot of people in business, although a lot of them were obviously accountants, um, because my role was mostly speaking to accountants and promoting the system to accountants to get their clients on the system. Yeah. I mean you you, um, you were so good at your job, you convinced my firm to so so I know I, I I can attest to 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 your skills because I think we were still using you know the old school like pastel, pastel. And, yeah yeah you, online brought us to the run. cloud why <laughs> <For> our girl <laughs> so you will be ahead of the curve of the four IR curve <laughs> that's it that that's it that's it Okay. Okay. So, so that was Sage, and you, 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 you obviously have moved on since then. Um, what has your experience been like since um, leaving Sage, and and then specifically getting into the field that you're in, which is mostly SMME funding, SMME strategy yeah. development, um, and all that. Yeah. So also Sage, like I, I think it was at Sage that I also started my own um, company in 2014 is when I registered um, Garabo Business Solutions um, purely to to help people. I mean, the initial plan was to open like a bookkeeping firm and a tax consulting firm um, to help small businesses with accounting and tax. So eventually the plan was leaving Sage. I would just jump into my own thing um, okay. and doing that. So also in between 
Sage, um, and just before I left Sage, also I had the opportunity to be um, a partner in Mediwell Medical Center. Because mm, that's so completely that different. How did you, I mean, accountant, accounting, I mean, I understand the bookkeeping business, but how did you even get involved in a medical center? Three doctors came together and wanted to open the medical center and realized that we need someone that has um, an accounting brain and a business brain. And one of the doctors said, I know a girl, her name's Kitu. Let's partner with her. And then the four of us um, started this thing. So they were the brains behind the technical um, of it. And then I did the, actually, that's where my funding started. Um, okay. That was the first business I got funded, Mediwell. Um, so I did the financial model for Mediwell. And then I looked for funding for them. Um, and we got the funding to do the medical center where we eventually. Okay. And, this, and the yeah. medical center is still, it exists. It's still there. People can go check it out if they want to. It exists. It's still there. It's doing very well. It's a multidisciplinary medical center. So it's doctors, dentists, chiropractor, physio, Lancet lab is also there. Um, baby clinic is also there. So there's quite a lot of um, medical practices that you can find because um, the whole point was to have a multidisciplinary center where it was a one-stop medical shop. Mm, okay, and within the okay. center, and when you leave the doctor, you just step into this game or clicks and get your medication and go home. Ah, there's also radiology. Okay. The radiology is also there. So it's really a one-stop shop for, for medicals. Okay, okay, impressive. Okay. As so, well. so you start your 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 funding journey, you get funding uh for this business that you're now associated with. How did you then move into then I guess being a consultant in the industry? So from that, um a lot of people then started asking me for, you know, business plan. Can you help me with a business plan? Can you help me with a financial model? And then eventually I met up with a team at Siaka consulting, Siaka Implementation Partners, where they said, please come be a business coach for our company, um, which is where I then really, really started doing the medical center full-time. I mean, the business consulting full-time. And at that point, I had left. So while I was, I left, I, at that point, I left stage to be in the medical center completely because also starting the medical center, um, it, you know, it, it wouldn't have been successful if we weren't all there full-time at the start mm, yes so everyone had to jump in full-time so we all left wherever we were um and we were at the medical center full-time i remember we started the product the work the construction around october i think we were done about end of jan beginning feb and then the center mm. opened i mean it wasn't smooth sailing there were a lot of things that you know at the time were supposed to happen of course entrepreneurship I mean, what 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 you can These are the battle wounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, but eventually the center opened, um, and then it's—I mean, it's been a—it's been a heck of a journey um, since then. And then I decided to also leave full time there because you know, also when you are the odd professional in between same professionals, they think you don't work. So if you are the only accountant within doctors, they think you have nothing to do the whole day. So then at some point they're expecting you to do marketing. You're like, dude, like, are you for real? <laughs> so, so, so then I decided to leave the full-time operation 
um, of the medical center to do. And then I did the business consulting full-time with Siaka. And that's how I really, really got into the SMME um, development and funding space. Oh, wow. So it all started with MediWell. Wow, wow. So MediWell is the the genesis, the start of... Of of what we see today, and yep. and 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 I mean, you've been to Siaka and 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 um, another consulting firm, uh, yeah. but now you got um, announced as the head of enterprise and supply development at I Am Entrepreneur, and there was this huge press release at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, what? more press release. <laughs> what was what what? How has that been like? Because it seems like all the experience that you've gotten from being an audit manager to starting your own business and starting with, you know, the medical center and all this consulting, it's kind of culminated in, in the role that you have today. So what has that been like? And, and, and yeah, how, how, how's it going? Absolutely. I mean, it's going, it's, it's going really well and you're right because, you know, I'm now in a space where I'm seeing everything that I've done come together. Um, so everything comes full circle, like nothing that you learn in your journey is in vain. Um, and they always say, you know, one day you'll see exactly why you had to go through that path or, you know, one day you'll, you'll know, or you'll realize exactly why you, why you had to divert into that specific path. And I think I'm in a point now where I'm seeing why everything had to happen the way it happened. Mm-hmm. And why the journey had to be the journey that that has that, that it has been. Um, so I'm now in a space where everything is coming together. Everything I can use to to the betterment of whatever I'm doing in terms of, you know, SMME development and 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 funding. Um, even though we don't fund it, I'm an entrepreneur, by the way. Um, we're heavily focused on development programs. Um, okay. So yeah, so I'm seeing it's been a good three months. It feels like I've been there a year because it's been so busy. Um, yeah. Um, I, I really haven't caught breath, but it's been really, really, really good. And I think these are probably the days that a person has prayed for, you know? Of course. Where of you're course. just like, Lord, I just want to see where where I'm going and where I'm, in, where I'm ending up. Of course. And this is it. This is it. Yeah. No, it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful to watch. Um, and just for just for our listeners, um, um, FYI, when 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 someone talks about enterprise and supply development, like what is the actual role? What is it that you do? Um, and and yeah, just just like a high level, very layman term summary for someone who might be sitting and thinking, what 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 is all this stuff? Yeah. So so enterprise and supply development goes back to BE codes, right? So for big corporates to earn their BE points, um, they have to, um, from five elements, they score points. Um, management, uh, ownership, um, CSI work, skills development work, and the last one is enterprise and supply development. So how they earn points in enterprise and supply development is in investing in black businesses. Um to build sustainable businesses in South Africa. Because you know, small it's through small businesses that the economy will grow, it's through small businesses will grow jobs, it's it's through small businesses um that especially black businesses that you know will gain some sort of 
transformation. So the point mm. is to to have transformation um in the in the business landscape in our country. So so pretty much ESD is built to support small businesses in becoming sustainable um by through support from the big corporates. I get you. I get you. Okay. So so can SMEs like come to you and say okay Kitu, I see you're the head of this ESD program like put me on girl. I, you know what? Where I can't put you on, I can definitely refer you to someone else that can put you on because also I can't help everyone, um, but I will definitely direct you to the right place um, where you can be helped. Um, but but generally, um, you know, I, I can always refer SMMEs depending on the need because also needs are different, right? So depending on yeah. what, small, what the small business needs, I can definitely direct you to where, where to go. Okay, okay, sure. And, and and not only are you also head of this ESD program, you also give advice on YouTube and on Twitter. You're the business doctor. Yeah, um, man. Is that, is that just like a passion project? Like you're just sharing the knowledge? Like what's the, what's, what's the thoughts behind um, being on those platforms? That is really for me a passion project because also in working with um, small businesses have realized that, you know, sometimes we take it for granted thinking people know, mm. but people don't really know what you know, because I take it for granted because that's stuff that I do and work with and, and, and speak about every day of my life. But the, the person, you know, someone next door is that's new knowledge to them. That's, um, that's something that they wouldn't have known had someone else um, told them about it. Also, we also take it for granted that, ah, this is stuff that you can actually Google. Not always, because sometimes people don't even know what to Google or where to start. So yeah. for me, the business doctor thing became a passion project to, to share knowledge with small businesses and entrepreneurs out there. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's a no, what... journey, man. It's a lonely journey, this journey. It really is. It's a lonely journey being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I'm glad there are people like you out there who are always happy to, you know, face the Twitter streets, which can be very um, critical oh, no. at points. Oh, no. <laughs> people like to fight, man. The thing with Twitter is you can never win. Like, you, not everyone's going to be happy. There's always so, that one person. Always. There's like, always the that one. <laughs> all the time oh man well 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 you're brave and we'll just be watching from the <laughs> sidelines okay um okay but Gidu, um i think that's all when it comes to your work and 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 the incredible journey that you've been on um sure. but that's not all that you're about um you've got goddess girls which is an mpo just tell us a little bit more about that and uh, what kind of work does the ngo do so the dream behind Goddess Girls was also the same dream to, to share knowledge and just impact um, lives of uh, young black girls out in, in Soweto or whatever other township. Um, initially, we started in Soweto because most of us were from there. Because um, also we realized the power of sharing knowledge and showing someone that, you know, where you come from doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't... Um, give you your end um your end goal and it doesn't mean you need to end up there you can really dream and become something bigger and you can yeah. come out of where um you started to to be somewhere else and and you know the biggest thing for i think for any child is just to dream see it and feel it and work towards it 
So, so that was the passion there. And we started doing projects like, um, career days and just helping, um, young girls choose subjects in grade nine, um, doing career days, introducing them to different careers. Also, it's that thing. People don't know different careers. Um, mm. you know, you ask someone, where do you want to work in a bank doing what? I'm lazy. You know, because they really, <laughs> all they know is the teller in the bank. So yes. it was also just introducing people to just new things and things that they didn't, and new careers that they didn't know about. Um, then we also did um, assembly talks. So, and then COVID, I think last year we actually didn't do any projects because um, of the pandemic. Um, people weren't sure. going to school. There was, you know, there's nothing happening really. Um, in the country. So last year we, we really, we did nothing, um, because we couldn't go to schools or anything like that. So this year we're trying again to just build it up and do projects. Also very difficult to do things online because there are no resources to do things online. So things that we have to do has to be, they have to be physical. Um, and everything that we do has to be physical. So, so we're just trying to work around ways to, to get back at, um, you know, giving our talks and giving our career days in a safe environment and in the new normal or the now normal now that they call it. Um, yeah. but we still, the, 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 the objective and the goal is, is the same. Yeah. We okay. share well, information and we just want to introduce young girls. Well, we only started with girls, so we just want to introduce young girls to to different careers and things that they didn't know or they wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah, no, I mean, that's beautiful. I think any kind of outreach program um, that can change uh, young people's lives is is absolutely important. Um, Okay, and in terms of you, just circling it back to you, Uh um, who has, which five people do you look up to or who have inspired you or that you think of and you think, geez, man, like I can be better or I can do better. Sure. So, yo, my friend Oprah Winfrey, guys, yo, it's such a funny thing. I spoke to Oprah during the lockdown, but story for another day. But I think for me, people like Oprah, so Oprah for me has inspired me because she's gone through all the odds, right? And where people thought she was never going to make it, she made sure she made it and she even exceeded anyone's expectation of making it. Yes. So I think for me, um, Oprah definitely tops it. Um, and after her, you know, any other celebrity really comes very low in, in the spectrum. And as a young girl, I mean, growing up, um, you know, you you always saw a woman like Basitana where you're like, mm, I want to be like her. She's so pretty. Yes. She's got businesses. She, but growing up as a young girl, I really, that was also someone that I really, really looked up to just from a, a personality perspective, you know, a business acumen perspective. And also, yeah. I think for me, also my parents, you know, my parents pushed me quite a lot in life because I think also for them, it was a, we came from their parents pushed them um, in the odds and they, they were, they both managed to be teachers where they also pushed me and my siblings to be better than what they were. Mm, special. Which is, okay. which, is, which is quite important. And, you know, and even through all the ups and downs or whatever, they've always pushed us to do your best and whatever you do, I'll always support you. And my friends have always been very supportive, um, mm. which also, you know, which I think for me has also made me that parent to be like, you know, I need to support my child no matter what. 
Of course. And push her yeah. to just be the best that she can be in whatever she wants to be. Yes. Without even and if challenging. she wants to study political science, then she That's must. That's it. Then she <laughs> must study politics. Even if she wants to study music, she must do what she wants to do and do it right and do it properly. Of course. Of course. So I think also my parents have been quite instrumental at, you know, at, at inspiring me. And I mean, I don't, and you know, the new ages, I mean, I think those people are the core people. And then I have the new age people that also, you know, come into mind, you know, like the women that are making it now um, in the world, um, you know, the, the Michelle Obamas, you know, you know, the, our new age uh, role models, yeah. you know, are the people that also you look up to and you see them doing things for themselves and you're like, yes, girl. And my peers, mm-hmm. also my peers, you know, a lot of my peers are doing so well. You also look at them and look at things, I look at them and look at things that they that they do for themselves and that they're doing in their lives. Because often we we overlook your, our peers because we're the same age anyway. But there's exactly. a lot of my peers that... I think, and people around me that are my age and my peers that I look at and say, yo, they inspire me because it's, it's, it's more, it's, um, more personal and it's, it's close to home. So it's not far fetched. It's not like an Oprah where, you know, she's in America and she's doing these big things for herself. Your peers are something you see them, you do, you see them doing their thing and you're like, I can do that actually. Exactly. You're hanging out at a bride, you're yeah. like, oh, but you're, you're relatable. Like, I, I see you, like, you're here. That's and, the word. That's and you're the doing word. like this major thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the word. It's very relatable. So I think often, you know, the people close to us, we overlook, but those are the stories that really have also pushed me um, in my life. So I think those would probably be my groups. Okay. No, I get that. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great list. It's a great list of people and really inspirational as well. Okay. Gidu, I think we're, we're nearing the end. My last two questions. Um, yeah. Normally on the superpower podcast, I ask all my guests if they had to consider what their superpower would be. Um, what is it? <laughs> what I'll do you think your superpower so that is? I can go into people's rooms and hear their conversations. <laughs> I love it, invincible. I want to be invincible. I can also, <laughs> but I would definitely be invincible. I would definitely want the power of being invincible. Okay, okay, awesome. If people want to get a hold of you, if they want some advice, if they're saying, "Hey, she's doing ESD, and I'm really interested in connecting with her," how do they contact you? The best two platforms to contact me on is LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, because those are the platforms I normally use, um, typically for for what I do. So LinkedIn, Kitumetsi Ligaba. Also, um, Twitter, Kitumetsi Ligaba. Just Google the business doctor. Alrighty, you, you heard me. it here, guys. The business doctor on Twitter. If you want free business advice, and if you want to connect with her one on one, you can definitely check her out on LinkedIn, Kitumetsi Ligaba. Thanks so much, Kitu, for this interview. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and can't wait to see all the incredible stuff that you'll be doing in the future. Look out for it. Definitely look out for it. Okay. Cheers. (laughs) Bye, Debs.
Look at you, you made it all the way to the end. Thanks so much for checking out the Superpower Podcast and listening to an incredible story of the amazing woman that we have in the country. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and like, comment, share on social media, share with your friends, share with your workers. Man, let's let's spread the message. Let's spread the love. Um, Till next time, cheers.